G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag Group 1 Racing from Morfittville, the SA Derby. We've also got the Andrew Rams and they're going to be our two feature races that we will preview today. But Curls, uh, there's plenty going on up your way in Queensland. It's now the Eagle Farm 10,000, which doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue. And even then, there must be no. some doubt over the, the race meet. Yes, um, hello, Pistol. Um yeah, very wet in Queensland. I think the dam capacities are at 110%. Um, now, for anyone that's not familiar with the geography of southeast Queensland, we've got Brisbane like at sea level, and then we slowly sort of go up as we get towards, say, Toowoomba. Um, that's why you know, I'm sort of known as King of the Hill at times, <laughs> which is not true. Um, uh, so all the rain sort of floods down, comes down into the catchments around the, the big dam, Wyvernhoe and... Um, so obviously they're there. From there, there's only one place that water can go, and that's through the Brisbane River, through the yes. Brisbane CBD and into the sea. Um, so 110% capacity, uh, some minor flooding already in Brisbane and surrounds, and water will, will be letting go. And the Cabalabar dogs are on red alert there. That track's underwater or about to be underwater. So I don't know whether they're going to race. I assume that they will. The Eagle Farm track has been well-known for its drainage capabilities. Um, normally 400 mils of rain sort of pushes it into that soft five sort of region. Um, so, yeah. Plus there's a group one on, but as you said, so they'll race. Um, but I don't know. It'll come down to what the weather's like on the day if it's rain and crap on like it is at the moment. I know in Brisbane it's been raining. Uh, in Toowoomba the rain's sideways. Um, and it's just horrible weather all around. So hard to get enthusiastic to even look at a race um yeah it's terrible and then you add the seven seven meter rail that eagle farm has to run on because they're protecting the track for the remainder of the carnival we've had rail positions at three meters and five meters and nine meters and if you're not rails in run you weren't winning so yeah good luck follow my stuff and bet race by race with me it's all <laughs> i can suggest yeah, absolutely. Uh, it will be far easier, I imagine, to win betting late than it will be betting early. Indeed. All right. Well, let's talk about Morfittville. Race eight on the card is the SA Derby. The favourite is Allegron. Detonator Jack is second favourite. And then you've got Jungle Magnate, Harley Moving. They're the horses under $10. So the starting point is the favourite, Allegron. Is it just too good for them? Now, this was the horse where... Um... I thought Ollie gave it a great ride when it won. Is this the same horse? Yeah, this is the Flemington, yeah, yeah. won the yeah. BRC, St. Ledger. Yeah. Uh, the walk, the jump is flat for three-year-olds, the St. Ledger. Um, geez, I just wonder whether there's some horses with some better turn of foot in here looking at the data is where I started. Um, pistol. Um, now, we've priced this on the... Um, the model, yep, infamous model. <laughs> um, current market price Allegron uh, is sub three dollars. Yep, and like we're, we're the model's going to land somewhere around low to mid threes. Yep. So does that mean we should be betting around it? Yeah, I'm not sure how much you can take it know. on, but I think certainly there's one or two others that. Do appeal at their current prices 
Um, it's interesting because Ollie's ridden three different horses in this field last start, and John Allen's ridden four of them last start. And they've obviously picked the first two favourites, so Allegron and Detonator Jack. Easy um, decisions to make, though. In, yeah, I in mean, fairness. Basically, they're both visually impressive. Allegron's obviously the, the one horse that has the distance covered. Um, you're racing at 2,800 last start. Decent figure overall. Obviously ran third in the Australian Derby, so it does look very difficult to beat. But there's no guarantee that gate two is going to be a, a great draw for it. It's more than likely going to be rails and run, you'd think. Um, mm. It probably gets gate one, actually, once a, a six-foot song gets scratched. I was going to end up saying something else there for a second, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but there's, there's speed drawn out wide, so you've got Son of Emperor, King of Pharaohs, I've got no idea how to pronounce the 13, so I'll go for Claymore. I think it's Claymore. From what I understand, it's a weapon in a video game. Play on. Uh, anyway, if those horses settle in the first three, there's every chance that they will stop at some point. And if Ollie can't get a legger on off the fence, he might very well lose momentum, as we've seen in previous staying races in Adelaide that we've bet into. Mm. I'm not talking about my whisper, but we're talking about my whisper. So what does that mean? You've got all these horses that... We'll be building momentum. So Harley Moven, Detonator Jack, Jungle Magnate, Magnate. and Yaffet. So a lot of it's just going to come down to race shape and it's pretty difficult to predict that. Harley Moven obviously got about 18 to 20 lengths off them last start and went with Jungle Magnate, half loomed and then stopped. But that was a high tempo race. But It was. There's, um, there's a few different angles here, but the horse I kept coming back to just off what it's done so far, this prep and split-wise is Yaffet, mm. which will be well and truly back there. But, geez, it's been running some very good splits. It's a Blackfriars horse, so not many people probably outside of WA will identify with Blackfriars, but good stays. St stays, stays, exactly. Yep. Um, massive splits, last 200 there, going through the line at Caulfield. Wasn't really suited versus the day, got well and truly too far back. That's the way at the current price of $17. I just have to have something on at that price. Um, and I'm sure there will be other people happy to back something shorter in the market, but I'm not really going to be angling that way in this race. It looks a bit bit settled for me. Now, there's, um, I had a good look at your feet. Yaffet. Actually, it's 1A, isn't it? Yaffet. Don't know. Anyway. Um so, yes, it, you could say that the tempo was strong and it settled back and it was entitled to run on. The thing that I was mostly impressed by with its um, uh, uh, numbers late was the race went that quick that he, this horse still had to go out minus three to the 600 yep. just to tack on, just to keep up. Um, so he still ran on, ran along at a good tempo at minus three to the 600. And then was able to reel a negative eight home yep. from an unwinnable position. So um, definitely two to two, the last 200 was like minus three for class. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good, isn't it? Like that, that's, that's proper. Yeah, great figure. Obviously, there's the little unknowns, and I think you touched on that earlier with Allegra and already having to tick that box of 2,500. And, you know, it's got to go another 500 metres, most of these Um Looking at the data there, most of them are sort of stepping up for the first time. Um, so 
if you look at overall race speed and closing speed, Yafit um, is going to be mapped where it's going to be wide with momentum, which is not a negative. Um, where the favourite's going to be potentially buried and needing to be picked picked through the gaps like uh, he did last time to win. Mm. Great ride. Great ride. Uh, so with all that, you know, put in the pot, um, he's great. Or he represents a great bet at the price. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, you've got, you know, Jungle Magnate, Harley Moving, the two that you mentioned earlier. Um, now, they probably had to sort of launch a little bit earlier and then it was like a little bit of survival of the fittest the last 200. I don't know whether that's being a bit harsh on them, but if they have to make the same long sustained runs, I'm trying to work out which one out of them two I like the best. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if uh, the ghost of Jay Dickens was on this show, you'd say trust the SP. Yep, that's why he's a retired punter because <laughs> he couldn't win trusting the SP. <laughs> Um, you know, Harley moving obviously stepped up um, to 2000 the first time and had a good SP advantage over Jungle Magnate, yes. Yeah. Um, but off a well-exposed preparation, Peter, as yeah. well. Like, he's had a lot of runs this prep, Harley moving. Um, so, you know, he was entitled to have an SP profile superior to Jungle Magnate who had only had the two runs back from yeah. a spell where Harley moving was, you know, had one a couple in a row, maybe more, two in a row, um, including knocking off daisies, the moral of the month, <laughs> back in April. So, yeah, entitled to have an SP profile. Does it start shorter than uh, Jungle Magnate this time around? Um, probably. Probably, yeah, just probably. as a result, yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know, I'm not sure if they'll try and ride it the same way as last up because it really did drop out and completely lost contact there early. In fact, you watch the replay, you can't even see it until they come around the corner and it launches itself about 18 wide into the straight. But mm. um, yeah, it was a it was a fascinating replay, I'll put it that way. As opposed to its last start where it was able to, um, you know, to make use of the low gate and Harley movement sort of had itself in the picture. Yeah. So, yeah. There will be a three-wide line, obviously, and that's going to be key is, is who's leading that three-wide line and where all these other horses fit into place because we've seen John Allen win, I don't know, narrative however many of the last six or seven SA derbies and oh. him on Detonator Jack from 14. I suspect he'll be part of that three-wide line. I'm not sure we'll see Russian Camelot style where it was basically four-wide and just kept it happy and with momentum because I'm not... Mm totally convinced that this horse is necessarily showing the same ability just yet as Russian Camelot. So I think you'll possibly be a little bit more circumspect with this one. But again, first yep. preparation, it's um, it's doing plenty and it is suggesting it will get the trip, but off yeah. only very slow tempo races. So, That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, you know, and once upon a time, we would be concerned um, with a horse having its, you know, fourth run and its first prep and a month between runs. But it's trained by Mar and Eustace, so you don't yeah. even look. And look plenty of these, uh, what, Jackalberry types are going, you know, they're just proper stayers as well. So. Stayers. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, fascinating race. Um, if your feet doesn't win, I'll um, 
you're losing. I'm not going to make any bold statements. So I'm just going to back yeah. it. Yeah, that's all. Have something on at the price. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about some more slow horses and the Andrew Ramsden 2800, the winner through to the cup. And in terms of the market, I was surprised to see Splendiferous favourite around that $3.40 mark. And then you've got Point Nepean uh, through Irish Eyes and Luncey's. They're the horses in single figures with also warning just on the cusp. I'm not sure. Did you have any opinion there? Because Splendiferous obviously won well in Adelaide, but I thought it had, had everything in its favour. Good tempo, proper ride. Probably gets something similar here, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Gay's horse zoom on on Point Nepean. Point Nepean try and sort of take it on up front. Yeah, I'd be, in, I'd be, I'm sure there'd be some horses here that would think that they are superior stayers, and this will just be an absolute grind. They yeah. will just be on speed and and running hard. So, um, you know, I want fitness base. Well, obviously it's a 2800 meter race. So I anticipate that most of them will be fit. Uh, I want fitness base and a proven record of being able to handle brutal tempos and be on speed. I don't want to be. I don't want to be on anything sort of like thinking that they can sit back and run over the top here at the end of 2,800 in this sort of class of, um, you know, this is a great look into the race like the Briley or something in two years' time or the or that um, other race they have at Warnable with a, what's it called? <laughs> the the um, Cup or the Grand no, Daniel? The, 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 you know, the Horseman Memorial Race of the Jack Jericho. The Jericho, right. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural progression, isn't it? The Andrew Ramsden into the Melbourne Cup, into the Jericho a couple of years down the track. Um, obviously, the conditions of this race has changed, though. It's for those up-and-coming stayers that are three, four, and five yep. year old. Um, up-and-coming stayers. Anyway, that being said, uh, Point Nepean sort of, kind of fits that narrative for me, doesn't it? It's got a great platform for this, doesn't it? It's just mm. been running at the distance range consistently, good tempo events, seems to draw well. Alana Kelly's going to put it somewhere in the first four. It's got a strong SP last start that was better than through Irish eyes. Yeah, you're exactly right. That that was the horse I suspected when I was doing the form. I thought it would be favourite, and I was surprised that it wasn't. And yep. I think it and through Irish eyes, if I was going to save on one horse, it would probably be it, just given the fact they're coming through the same race and that form does look to be pretty promising early days. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure what to do with Sound the Cannons. I know it's coming off that quick backup. I'm not sure if you've got any theories. I mean, typically I do try and bonus horses that are, that are going up in distance and, and a quick backup. Anyone, anyone that's listening at home that doesn't take notice, um, horses on quick backups are supported in the market. Mm by the people that set the SP, which are the big dogs. The big dogs. They love blind betting the quick backup. Yeah. So should you. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, as a, that, I think that's almost a blanket rule, yeah. the, uh, the quick backup bet. There's definitely, they definitely get bonus for the quick backup. Um, I love the quick backup, definitely. And what are we getting, like around 20s or so? Yeah, 20s. So you can save sound the cannons at least, or you can get something out of it depending on how you want to play. But... And for those that enjoy the uh, the, the, the jock the, the switch narrative, you get J Carr off as well. So um, <laughs> you're getting twenties. 
<laughs> for, for Zach Spain to get in the price because Jamie's off. Yeah. Um, Jamie's on. It's, you know, probably start shorter. Probably, probably yeah, 10, 11 <laughs> at this stage. Maybe. But look, I think they're, that, that, they're the horses I'm looking for. So that, you know, we discussed that fitness base and on speed. So um, I was sort of through pointing the P and through Irish eyes sort of narrative. Yeah. The, the one reason I thought you could probably give through Irish eyes a little bit of a bonus, it just wasn't suited versus the day their last start at Caulfield in that point in the pan race. And there's yep. been, what, 0.3 of a length in the in the end. So although Point Nepean had a strong last start SP, it did seemingly find itself in a better position than where through Irish eyes was. But again, there's no guarantee that that's going to necessarily change at Flemington. Point Nepean will have a head start and through Irish eyes with Giant Board will probably settle midfield, worse than midfield, and have to rely on getting the right race shape and things going right up front. So um, mm. yeah, it's probably a little bit difficult to to stamp it as a out-and-out bet necessarily, but those are the numbers I'm playing around. I, I didn't really find warning or luncies and... Nah, me either. Um, you know, look, on their best figures, yes, they, they can win and they can stay, but yep. um, I'm prepared to, to bet around them. Warning's only second up as well, so that would be, you know, the narrative performance of the... If they could somehow get it up, but... Did you... Um... Did you bet yesterday before you did the preview today? I see Sound of Cannons went up $61 at the tab. I certainly did not. <laughs> not that it I just, just noticed that. Um, anyway, uh, like, I'm sure that everyone involved will be doing their best to, to, to drive some brilliant narrative around this race. But um, this is why we have imported horses racing in the Melbourne Cup. Well, some of these are imported anyway. They've just been here long enough that we forget. And if they don't pull their socks up, they'll be exported to Macau with that Waller horse that sold on English Digital yesterday. I don't... I won't even ask. I don't know what you're talking about. But... Well, as a horse got sold, uh, a few Waller horses are on the English Digital platform yesterday, and I think one was sold for 500000 to go continue racing in Macau or Singapore or somewhere like that. So, um, Anyway... They have races too. That's that's the they main do thing. they do and and full credit to um, um, you know trainers in the UK that see Australia as a um, lucrative dumping ground for their slow stayers over there. <laughs> yep, with the odd exception, of course, um, like the best horse in Australia right now, Zaki. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, just we're lacking good horses at the moment. I was. I'm completely going off on a tangent here, but I had a look at the field for the Eagle Farm 10,000 um, just before final acceptances yesterday. It's like Mizzou's going to start favourite off walloping a couple of um, four-horse fields in Sydney on heavy 10s. Yep. Where are we? It probably comes out and wins by six and then wins the Everest, but, you know, like, are we drawing a lot of Red Zell narrative there because it's the same ownership group on the, and the horse that's on the same path as what Red Zell was? Of course we are. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Anyway, but that's what uh, happens when you retire all your horses at the age of three or four. No one knows how good they are. You've got no potential mm. superstar matchups. There's no way to drive the narrative. So you end up with Mazu. How good is he? Unfortunately, mm. they did could the be, reverse. Could be a great setup for a, a massive um, unknown, un, 
and a, a winner that we never speak about again. Yep. Anyway. All right, Kills. Well, that was a great preview show, Peter. Um, yeah. We found your feet at Yafit at any old odds that'll be winning the derby and then the Andrew Ramsden, which full credit to everyone engaged and <laughs> cheering Rob Scurry's favourite jockey. Alana Kelly. Alana Kelly. Yep. Well done, us. Indeed. All right, Curls. I'll speak to you on Monday, I think, actually, this time, this week, because we well, haven't we've got done it for the last few. No, but we've got some Group 1 races to dissect on Monday, so that'll be good. We do too. We do too. And that's very important because as long as they race, we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah. No arguments here. All right. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>